Welcome to this edition of the Sound of the State podcast from the Illinois Senate Democratic Caucus in Springfield. I'm Colby Huff, joined on Zoom today by State Senator Ram Villavalam. Senator, welcome. And we have Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month in May. A great conversation to have with you. You've taken several steps to increase the awareness of contributions to Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders in the U.S. But more importantly, you yourself fit into that group. So let's start with this. What is the importance of recognizing Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month to you? Well, first and foremost, thanks, Colby, for putting this together. I'm really excited to be having this conversation as we embark on Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. The significance really is acknowledging the contributions and the collaboration that our community has had in this country. As you may know, we obviously have a strong presence in the state of Illinois, over 800,000 Asian Americans in this state. And we have really come here from our countries of origin. A lot of folks have come here in the 60s and 70s, but the history goes well beyond that. And it's an opportunity this month to get together with folks, acknowledge, you know, the work that's been done in the Asian American community, talk about both the contributions and legacies, and also some of the more detrimental acts that have occurred. For example, over the last few years, the rise in anti-Asian American hate, that's something that we need to acknowledge and continue to work on as well. And so I view this as an opportunity to increase public awareness, to get together as a community and remind ourselves of how far we've come and also how far we still need to go. Last year, you passed the Teaching Equitable Asian American Community History Act or the TEACH Act. That made Illinois the first state in the nation to establish a curriculum on Asian American history. That curriculum begins later on this year. Can you touch a little bit on the significance, not just of the act itself, but why it is so important to add this to our educational curriculum in Illinois? First, let me just say it was my incredible honor to work with Representative Jennifer Gon Gershowitz and Representative Teresa Ma and all of our colleagues and other Asian American members of the Illinois Legislative Asian American Caucus to pass this in a bipartisan way through both chambers of the Illinois General Assembly. We worked in collaboration. Really, the group that led the charge was Asian Americans Advancing Justice to make this happen. And the reason that it's important is we as a community need to ensure that our youth see themselves in the history that they're learning at school. As an example, you know, I, as an Indian American youth, at times struggled to understand who I was, how my family, my community fit into being a part of this country, this society. And it was a result of not really seeing myself in my education. And we have 100,000 Asian American students in the state of Illinois that are going through our education system right now. And I want to make sure that they don't have that feeling, that they feel included, that they understand their community's history and feel a part of this country. And at the same token, we need to make sure that non-Asian American students understand our community as well and ensure that when they learn about our community, they're getting a better understanding, they're ensuring inclusivity. And really, this is a smaller example of the larger need that we have to ensure that all of our education is inclusive because ultimately when we do that, when we have inclusive education for our youth, we will decrease discrimination. We will foster understanding. And as we do that, I do think we'll see a decrease 
in anti-Asian American hate and decrease in hate crimes, a decrease in anti-Semitism and so much more. And so that's why this is important. It's to make sure that our youth have the education and the information that will lead them to a better understanding of every community, including the Asian American community. And I think it's important to really bring that into the spotlight now when we have, for example, we have our first woman and woman of color as vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. Of course, she herself has Asian ancestry. Talk about some of the importance of recognizing a person like Vice President Harris and lawmakers like yourself as your numbers grow and you begin to have more of an impact and a say in the laws that are made for the society around us. Thank you. I'm honored to be the first Asian American elected to the Illinois Senate, first Indian American elected to the Illinois General Assembly. I'm even more honored and proud of the fact that the representation in government by Asian Americans have dramatically increased. As you mentioned, our vice president is part Indian American, and her talking about her story, as we've heard over the last few years, her immigrant story and what her Indian American culture has meant to her really speaks volumes to, again, our entire community, because it really makes sure that non-Asian Americans better understand our immigrant story, our struggles, and what we face in terms of coming to this country and how we're just as American as they are. But I can't but help think about For example, my niece, who is looking at our government, is learning about the legislative process and inclusion. And while she's seeing some of the anti-Asian American hate, she gets to look up at our vice president of the United States of America and say, that person, Vice President Kamala Harris, is a part of my community as well. And there's nothing that replaces that, right? Seeing one of your community members in that type of role. And in Illinois, we're blessed to have U.S. Senator Tammy Duckworth, U.S. Congressman Roger Krishnamurti, five members of the Illinois General Assembly. We have countywide officials. And when I go back to it, one, it's seeing yourself in the government that is there to serve you. And then two, it's about having someone at the table that represents your community. Representation matters. And as we have that, we're going to continue to work on policies that will positively impact the Asian American community. Senator, what's some of the feedback that you've heard so far from constituents about the fact that the TEACH Act is now in effect and that aspect of not only Asian American history, but you kind of touched on it, some of the overall history of the nation involving Asian Americans. Now, what's some of the feedback you've received about the fact that that's, hey, now going to be hopefully become common knowledge and it's not going to be so brushed under the table in some circles? Well, first, we have received phenomenal feedback both from Asian American community members in the state of Illinois and also non-Asian American community members in the state of Illinois. I think people are excited about learning as it relates to the Asian American history that we have in this country. We also have received questions and inquiries from other states that have extreme interest in adopting the TEACH Act in their own state, which just reminds us, one, it's great that we're in the state of Illinois. We were a pioneer on this issue and being the first state to enact this policy. And we're more than happy to share this with other states because the reality is we want this to be in every other state. We want every state to have this law in our country. And so I think the feedback has been great. This is also a reminder, though, that like every other law, the work doesn't stop once the governor signs it. We need to make sure that this is implemented 
in the way that it's intended. So we have numerous groups and constituents working on the implementation of this. The Illinois State Board of Education has been a phenomenal partner and working to implement this. And the reality is we have over 800 school districts in the state of Illinois. And so we need to make sure one by one that those school districts have the resources they need, have the information they need to implement this in the way it was intended. And the last point I'll make is this is not easy, right? The Asian American community is diverse in itself. We have sub-communities ranging from the Chinese American community to the Japanese American community, the Indian American community, Pakistani American community, and so much more. So when we're trying to encapsulate the history of the entire Asian American community, it's not an easy task, but it can be done and it will be done because we have that unity in our community to say, we're going to do this together. And it's too important not to come together and make sure we get this done for our youth and for our future generations. This year, you passed a bill to create the Indian American Advisory Council. What kind of policy are you going to be looking for from the council should that legislation be signed into law? That's a great question. So we always want to make sure that we have a strong connection between the community and government. And we do have an Asian American Family Commission, an Asian American Employment Council. And then we also have advisory councils like the Muslim American Advisory Council and others. So we wanted to make sure we had an Indian American Advisory Council as well, because this council will be responsible for studying and having a connection to even more community members, right? As I mentioned, 800,000 Asian Americans in the state of Illinois, about 290,000 are South Asian American. And so ensuring that we have that connection to the community will make our policies better, will make our constituent services better, will ensure that people feel like they're being heard. That's part of the struggle, right? We have sections of our communities that feel disenfranchised. And part of the community is probably coming from a country where their government did not serve that, right? There was extenuating circumstances, which might be part of the reason that they came to this country. And so we want to make sure that this advisory council is appointed with community leaders from the different Indian American sub-communities and with people that have strong connections to the community. And that way we can build confidence from the community that our government is here to listen. Our government is here to serve us in terms of constituent services, and our government is going to enact policies that will better impact our life. For example, language access is a big issue. During the pandemic, a number of Asian American business owners from Devon Avenue in Little India to Chinatown, we wanted to make sure they were able to access the resources that were being put out by the federal government, whether it was PPP, by the state government, back to business loans, either one and many more. We wanted to make sure that language access wasn't a barrier. So that's just one example of an issue that could come up and we would need the counsel of an Indian American Advisory Council to provide to both the governor and the Illinois General Assembly. Senator Billy Villam, almost out of time for this episode, but I did want to discuss the recently passed fiscal year 23 budget. We've talked about the Teach Act. We've talked about the Indian American Advisory Council. What are some of the things that stick out in the budget that has been passed and now signed by Governor Pritzker as it pertains to the issues facing Asian Americans in Illinois? 
Thanks, Colby. And as you know, the budget is the most important piece of legislation that we vote on and that we work on. And in terms of the Asian American community, as you mentioned, the Teach Act was an incredibly important step forward for our community. The Advisory Council will help continue to give us advice on policies that will best impact our community. The budget, in a different lens, is providing funding for our community in so many different ways. One, as it relates to immigrant services, the immigrant services line item will have a tremendous impact on our community due to the fact that it'll help with immigrant services for immigrants, refugees, and so many more that are in this country that still need a little help in terms of language access, in terms of becoming a citizen, in terms of learning English. There's just so much work to be done to help our immigrants in this country. It also funds programs like the Community Care Program, where we have seniors that are low income that need care. And we want to make sure we're able to provide it in a culturally competent way and a way where they have a home care provider that speaks their language. And that's why funding for that program and, for example, another program like the Adult Day Services Program, where Asian Americans can convene and Asian American seniors, for example, can convene and get together and do some activities. That way, you know, especially after the last few years, they don't feel isolated. They feel like they're together as part of a community and obviously want them to continue to do it safely. But those are just two examples of programs that will serve our community that were funded in this budget. Other funding mechanism I'll point out is funding for an Asian American chamber and a South Asian American chamber. Those entities were started last year, really born out of the pandemic due to the fact that we had so many Asian American businesses looking for help. And again, not wanting to have language access or digital access be barriers for them. So having those chambers up and running and funded is another service that this budget does for the Asian American community. I can go into much more detail, but those are just four or five examples of what's funded in this budget for the Asian American community. State Senator Rob Villavillam, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Colby. Happy Asian American Pacific Islander Month to everybody. Look forward to seeing everyone soon.